0: Well, I'm Philly Collins and I'm Marino Tanaglia and we are the Philly and Marino Experience and you're listening to wrestling cheers.
1: in the world today
0: And welcome back to Wrestling Chairs, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're in first place. This is Wrestling Chairs. We like to talk about things going on in Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we have interviews along the way. This is another review of AIW's Gopher Broke. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe. This fine podcast. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean wrestlingcheers.podbean.com Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers. Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers. And Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, this is a review of AIW's Go For Broke. And we're back with the regular Gopher Broke panel. We have myself and we have Charlie Butters. Hey yo. And we have Jay Gold. Yes, sir. This is going to be a very interesting episode because uh, putting a little uh peek behind the curtain, I got my second COVID vaccine yesterday and I have felt like death all day. So yeah, this is gonna be fun.
2: We're gonna get through it. We're gonna power through it. Just like this show. We're gonna power right through it.
0: I guess it kind of makes sense, too, because I did do wrestling cheers while uh, actually having COVID. So it is what it is. I just got to just every muscle in my body just hurts. Like I got ran over by a truck just sucks.
3: We're going to power through this like Josh Bishop through El Ninja Uno.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, What were your guys' thoughts on this episode as a whole? Start with Butters.
3: Uh, you know, we got a, a little bit refreshed look here. Um, overall, uh, you could tell this is definitely from a different set of tapings. It's a little bit brighter in the building, um, than what the first set was. Um, a lot of, uh, new talent that we got to see this week, which was uh, refreshing, uh, not that I, I, didn't care for any of the old talent, but it's nice to see stories continue on, but also see some fresh faces and, uh, get a little peek at what we might get in the next couple of weeks. So overall, really good. How about you, Jay Golden?
2: Yeah, um, we went from last week emotional and and energetic and high energy to this week felt very chaotic, not in a bad way, just a hectic, chaotic, uh, uh, glorious mess of arguing and and one liners and, you know, a lot of guys really trying to find their place uh, on that leaderboard. So um, I like how every episode is a little bit different than the last one. And this one is no different than that. Um, this one's going to be fun to dissect.
0: All right,
3: butters, how did the episode start off? So we got our usual recap and then instead of seeing Steve guy, uh, we saw a pair the bottom of a pair of shoes on a desk and that turned out to be the Duke who had purchased some time to gloat about being atop the leaderboard. And then he actually gave the breakdown of the leaderboard this week, which was uh
0: kind of entertaining. Do you got that leaderboard handy?
3: I do. What does it look like? so right now the duke is in the lead with 3,500 followed by west barkley with 2,000 pb smooth with 2,000 trey lamar with 2,000 dominic grainy with 2,000 kaplan with 2,000 ethan wright with 2,000 Derek dillinger with 1,500 eric taylor with 1,500 ziggy heim with 1,500 philly collins with 1,500 tkd Tuan and jocelyn all have a thousand and then mikey montgomery and marino each have 500
2: now it's getting interesting. Now we're in episode, this is episode six. And now these guys are really going to have to start making some moves, um, especially if you're at the bottom of the board. Um,
3: we're not on it at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, wondering, wondering how many people are going to be in this tournament that comes at the end of the season. As you look at that leaderboard, that leaderboard encompasses everybody um, so far who, who's on there, who has money. I mean, there's uh, two, four, six, eight. 10, 12, 14, 16 guys on that, and girls on that leaderboard. I feel like my Francesa reading off the, the, the scores. There's about 16 guys on that leaderboard. I'm wondering how many are going to jump in there. Eight, you think? Maybe, maybe 10 total in that tournament. So it's going to get, we got, we're going to start seeing guys really start making moves on each other to get up that board.
3: I would say conservatively eight would be my guess, would be eight slots. But who knows? It could be four. It could have, you know, a very small tournament never know
2: i mean selfishly i'd like to see a large tournament i'd like to see something that goes longer than just one show whether it be one show or just go or go a whole show that you have enough guys that can run you know you can do eight matches you know that's that's just selfishly but uh, six matches would be good um you know for the win but uh you know i I, i'd like the more guys in it the better but that's just on. That's just you know wishful thinking, hoping that they have something big and grand, you know, for the tournament.
3: I, I don't. I don't know if they necessarily need something that big, though. Uh, I mean, we do have JLit uh, every year, um, which is already like a huge tournament. This doesn't have to be as big. I mean, if they want to do it, I'm fine with that as well. But I feel like maybe an eight person tournament probably uh, wouldn't be terrible because you could also. Uh, do that over the course of a show and literally throw in two bonus matches to separate the rounds and it'll be a perfect amount. So I actually kind of talked about this uh, this week with uh, the big starts brand tournament on my show, IWTV yeah. guide. So uh, we kind of broke that down a little bit and discussed the pref- preference as far as like a tournament show, how, how many matches that kind of thing. So if it's not as big as, Litt, if it's not as big as yeah. Litt, why not do, you know, a one show, you can still have lots of uh lots of stuff on there so
2: definitely like a kumite
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right butters what was next
3: we had a chuck stone vignette it was really cool to see that um he kind of talked about uh coming to a show for the first time and signing up and uh starting to wrestle taking time off and then coming back and uh it's really cool um to see this now after what we've seen, uh, at, at the live shows uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, and how he's definitely transformed himself. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome.
2: Yeah. He's, he's a very, very likable guy. Um, from what I, from, I mean, he's worked very hard over the last couple of years. I've seen him, you know, a few times, um, only, only twice, I think in person, but I've seen him uh, several times on, you know, on the shows um, he has some great facial expressions and he's just a likable guy i you can see it on Twitter people are rooting for him um, and and the bulk of bulking season is definitely a uh, um, he's definitely someone to watch uh, I like I like him and Arthur together I do think he could be a singles competitor just like Arthur I think they could both be singles competitors but I, I like them together but I think Chuck in this role was a very sympathetic and a very um, And a top-quality babyface type of promo there in that vignette. So, yeah, it was definitely interesting to see.
0: And then we got into our first match. Dominic Greeny versus Pretty Boy Smooth. Two uh, people that I'd figure are favorites to win. And starting off the show in a lengthy uh, match than what we're kind of used to with some of these. But still a great way to start off the episode nonetheless. Butters, what were your thoughts on it?
3: I mean, this could have been a main event uh, match on the show, so it was really cool to open with it. Again, I feel like uh, with this new set of tapings, it's similar to our the first set where we started off with some real big matches um, to open the show, and uh, this was definitely you no know, different. This was really good. Um, a lot of uh, technical work by Dom, uh, and you know, some big moves by PB. Overall, it was a really good match. How
0: about yeah. you, Jake? Hold?
2: This was uh, this was some. Some big meaty men slapping meat. They were they were beating each other up good. Um, you know they really worked PB's leg. Dom smartly worked over that leg, um, and it was it was you know it made a lot of sense. But yeah, I agree with Butters. This was when this came on. I, I just wrote this is a main event quality match to lead off the show, and uh, I, I kind of like that about this show. They they really will put some of these matches out there. You know at random as they said, and you get something that you would see at the end of an absolution, you know, as your first match of the night. And it was, it, it's, it was great. It that was, that was a good match, a good way to start off really high energy. Uh, I didn't know who was going to win either way. And, uh, that's, I think we talked about this, that we like the fact that we don't know who, like, unless it's, you know, unless it's an obvious enhancement, so to speak, we don't know who is going to win a lot of these matches and th- this is no different.
0: Any other thoughts on this match? No. Well,
2: well, I mean, I, I mean, we didn't talk about the end. I think it, it was a, I think it was a huge win for PB. Huge. I mean, it, it means it means a lot uh, as far as in the face of of this show, and also means a lot to the fans of AIW to see PB go over on Dom. That's a that's a big win. Um, Dom is on a hot streak right now, and that's a that's a really big win. So uh, they 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 really did do a lot for PB right here um, to show he is not fooling around by this victory.
0: Yep, it was Pretty Boy Smooth getting the win via pinfall over Dominic Greeny. Butters, what happened next? We had some uh, commercial time for Time Capsule
3: Toys. Hell yeah. And when we cut back, we see Dom backstage coming through the curtain, very upset at himself for losing, kicking some stuff down the steps, Uh, very, very angry. And then... Uh, and then we got to see Josh and Wes talking shit to the masked, uh, jobbers. As I wrote down, I know that's not really their name, but one of them was El Ninja Uno who accepted a challenge from Bishop. Uh, you can also see the Vaughn Englands and Frankie Flynn in the, uh, frame as well. Uh, after Bishop and w- Wes leave, uh, we kind of focus in on Frankie Flynn talking to what we find out is Francis, his little cane skull. And uh, Razor shows up, and uh, they end up having words, and uh, yeah, so that led to what was next.
2: Well, well, Razor drops a giant f bomb on Frankie. <laughs> Razor comes out with the, "Well, I'll kick your fucking ass," and Razor, and Razor and Frankie is set, and that's amazing. And they give both these guys a a, a nice lift. But if we go back to to Josh Bishop not being quite so nice to the. Uh, To the talent in the back there, Uh, he was really laying into him and and laying a challenge out. And I, I, I I like when Bishop is off the cup and and off the cuff and just angry. And he, he just tore into them, and that was it. Was it was very funny, and just the way he dismisses people because he knows he's he's a champ is is you know it, it helps his character immensely. He never ever ever plays the cowardly heel ever. And it's that's to me, that's the most important part about Bishop is that and you can tell me if if you think I'm wrong, but I cannot ever recall Josh Bishop begging off of anybody or playing the coward ever. And I love that about him. Even when he's talking to guys, he knows he's just going to squash. He is the biggest guy in the room. He's the biggest talker in the room. And he uh, and, and he delivers every time. So I just I love how that works for his character and i i liked razor showing some backbone after that and uh calling out frankie looks like razor's had enough and uh and and yeah i'll let you you go into the next match
3: yeah i didn't specifically mention what he he uh yelled at eden on england after uh but yeah the, he uh came off a little bit uh harsh on her as well so mm-hmm.
0: well there's there's a callback later wow when he comes back through and he's like Sorry for calling you a bitch
2: <laughs> he did say that or he
0: sorry for, sorry for the bitch line whatever it was and like that kind of like popped me. just because you had two backstage segments kind of connected and mm. I, I mean and granted it's just like a comment and he just comes back through it's like, yeah, I'm sorry about that <laughs> all right
3: that's a bad guy he he, he he could go off like that but still still want to cheer for him i don't know why don't know why
2: all bad right. guy with a heart of gold
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to the next match we have frankie flynn versus razor sharp in a very very quick match kind of oh, oh,
3: frankie was uh, accompanied by francis we, we have to make sure we note that
0: yes company with francis <laughs> though though kaplan had a different name for it on Pod van Dam this week
3: <laughs> which was great uh that was a really fun episode
0: uh yeah any any thoughts on this uh squatch match uh star with Jay Gold.
2: I don't know who was supposed to who was supposed to uh uh get the shine there but frankie takes uh takes w and uh oh razor we gotta get razor some bucks he is um hes he deserves it this guy uh comes out there he he showed some fire this week I kind of like that um but yeah yeah that was that was that um <laughs> that's what i got <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, I don't think it, it was over before I I literally finished writing out what the match was. So, <laughs> so yep. Oh, okay. Uh, but you know, the, it's kind of sucks because these guys as a team was was going to be really entertaining to watch, and uh, that kind of ended already. So maybe they can make up, and uh, we'll we'll see them again down the road.
0: That's what I'm hoping. Uh, I'm I'm hoping they make up, and I do want to mention because I don't think I mentioned I uh, mentioned it earlier that PB smoother pretty boy smooth on in 8 minutes and 54 seconds. So uh much like that it was Frankie Flynn winning in 40 seconds. What uh the hour of that guy. <laughs> oh, what was next Butters?
3: Uh we got a Ziggy Heim vignette which was really cool to to finally get to see her sit down and um talk about things.
2: Yeah, she is um she's quite um engaging. Uh the camera really um the camera really shines on her, and you know she's Derek's. Like, uh, and and I, you, you can disagree and and say it. You know, maybe she's she is. Uh, she could do her singles thing, but she is Derek's pit bull. You can see the wheels turning when the two of them are together. Um, and and I just I like her. I like I like her. Um, I like Ziggy's um, uh, presentation. I was very interested in hearing about her. She she talked a little bit about her sexuality. She talked about. You know, she was very comfortable in front of the camera. Um, it, it never the thing about about Golf broke is these vignettes are very humanizing, no matter the character. And it this was another one of those where you can choose to either like her or view her as the heel. But there's no there's no way to dislike Ziggy Heim. So it just it, it was very, very, very good.
0: It's been fun watching someone like Ziggy uh, scratch and claw over the past you know three to four years and like finally get into aiw and now being part of the production it's it's something that i i enjoy every single week through through this show and then obviously when live shows are happening like you know fucking Derek versus shane douglas and you know ziggy's there too and like the chemistry between them is is amazing so seeing her get time to shine is always always fun to watch all right butters what was next
3: so after that we got to see frankie backstage talking to Marino t uh saying that he should still be the tag team champ uh with his cane francis and uh, Marino challenges him to a match um, but we don't get that this week so that'll probably be something in the future and i think this is where it's going to start getting kind of hectic uh because the tag champs are, are very highly sought after in this um they, they uh, The tag division is, is getting very heated and interesting on, on the show. So as we continue, we'll kind of talk about that more.
2: And, and the tag champs are fired up. Like, Marino was fired up, Frankie grabbing at his belt. Marino, it, I feel like Philly and Marino have just had enough of guys putting a target on their back, and they're going to start taking it to people. Marino's like, all right, let's go to the ring then. And he was ready to roll with that. So I think you're starting to see also – because you only have two sets of champs right now. You have Bishop and then you have, you know, PME. So if you had one more, maybe you could see them all kind of start cracking. But you can see PME is kind of is, is starting to get up there. Their antennas are going up. The, the weight of a lot of these guys who are like, well, I'll just go after PME. You know, I can't, I can't go after Bishop because he's an animal. But I'll go after PME. I think you're starting to see them push back going, yeah, you want a piece of us? We're the champs. We're just going to, we're fine. We're going to just, let's go. And I like that. And I, I think that's a good, what you said about Hectic. I think you're really going to start seeing that. I think you're going to start seeing PME fight back. And I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, it's going to be real interesting. I feel like a big crosshairs of Gopher Broke as a whole lies with Rip City. Because I'm noticing a lot of people having issues with Rip City. And then just to the, to the side of that is the tag team titles. Like there's a lot going on with Rip City and the tag titles. And I'm curious to see like where this will be towards the end, especially with points and and whatnot.
2: Well, so I-, I mean, I mean, they're really they're really laying it on thick that Rip City wants those belts too. So who knows? I mean, it, it it's it's I, I like seeing like the two different I, that's why I like a lot of different champs because when you have all the belts on one group, it's a little bit harder. But seeing that story unfold with PME is is definitely interesting and, and something to keep an eye on.
3: All right, Butters, what else happened? So after that challenge is made, uh, we get to see Rip City walking through uh, on their way to the ring for the next match. Uh, but before that, uh, Carson shows up and starts challenging everybody he can to a match. And nobody's biting Uh, and then he also tries to challenge Josh and Wes, and they obviously are busy going to the ring for their match and, uh, yeah, they blow him off. So,
0: and that led us into our next match. Next up, we had Joshua Bishop versus L Ninja Uno. And as far as what I understand, this was not for Biggins box. This was for, I'm guessing both titles or some, somewhere along the lines of that. Well, I think
2: Bishop was challenging everybody, wasn't he? (laughs) He was just like, who wants it?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I would assume it was for the titles, because they did call uh, El Ninja Uno the challenger. Um, But I I wasn't exactly sure what was going on there. I felt a little lost for a second. But
2: I mean, either way, El Ninja Uno got planted right on his (laughs) cabeza, and that was the end of El Ninja Uno most of that match. So...
3: He did a real good job flying around and landing on the mat. So,
2: El Ninja Uno right up there with Jose Luis Rivera and uh, you know Tom Zink and and Barry Horowitz and and the the, the top of the line um, um, enhancement so to speak back in the 80s. I'm gonna put El Ninja Uno right in that group as he can uh, as he comes out and he's reliable. You know what you're gonna get from him. And that is him taking a beating.
0: It was Josh Bishop. Winning via pinfall over El Ninja Uno in one minute and four seconds. Butters, what was next?
3: I mean, there was a real good Kurt Hawkins joke in there somewhere. Damn. Uh, Rip City was backstage. Uh, Come through the curtain. They're talking shit to 40 acres of PB and Trey Lamar. Uh, They exchange some words as they're walking away. uh, We see Jocelyn, who pie faces both of them, as she's walking over to the other members of 40 Acres.
2: And that's and that's just more more of that tag team turmoil. Another tag team. It doesn't matter if they're heel or face. Not playing the cowards. And I love that. Forty Acres standing straight up to the Shooters, standing straight up to PME. You know, um, standing straight up to Bitcoin Boys. You know, they're they're scammers but and schemers. But none of them are playing the coward. And I love the fact that all these teams are going full bore. You know, nobody's backing down from each other. Everyone is in each other's face. And uh, even Jocelyn, pie-facing, the biggest guy in the room. Love it. Love all. Wrestling should be, because you're fighting, there should, you know, it could be fake fighting, whatever you want to call it. You're still fighting. you You still have courage and bravery to get out there and beat each other up. So not everyone needs to be hiding from, you know, a challenge. And I love the fact that all these guys, are stepping up and going, let's go. I want that money, and I want your belts. And it just, every time they interact, it just adds to it. It's great.
0: All right, Bunners, what was next?
3: All right, so then we got a uh, Sid Von England vignette because nobody calls him Sydney, And uh, so that was interesting to get to see him finally um, speak about coming over to the U.S. to train at AIW and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we got to kind of know him a little bit now.
0: Nobody calls him Sydney, but that's all they called him on commentary.
3: Right. <laughs> and on when they when uh he he was announced. So I was like, oh. So I wonder if they filmed that after. And uh he kind of corrected them on it and you know.
0: And I kinda believe all his social media is Sid Von England. Maybe, maybe not on Facebook, but I know Twitter is. Yeah.
2: He seems interesting. I, I never heard of him and, and I never heard of him when we saw him in that match, um in that dark match, and and you know, He, uh, yeah, I mean, they, all the vignettes make these guys look great. So he's very, it was interesting to me. I was looking forward to seeing him in the ring.
0: I was happy to see the Von England's debut on go for broke. Definitely. Which, uh, leads us into our next match. Next up, we had Sid Von England versus Trey Lamar. What a, what an opponent to get in your first singles AIW match. Trey Lamar.
2: I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better guy to go against. Trey Lamar is, a, I have just written down, he's just such a professional. Um, and and he's so, I mean, if if I was Sid Von England on the other end of the ring, I would just watch how he presents himself when he gets his name called. I mean, Trey Lamar is, is so TV-ready, so professional. Um, I mean, what what a great way to start your career to say, you know, my first, my first singles match on television against Trey Lamar. That's very cool.
3: Yeah, Trey is... Uh on another level, I talked about it uh, on my show this week as well. Like he's just all all through the pandemic. He just went leaps and bounds better. And he has all these uh, moves and sequences that he uses now that he can throw out there at any point in time uh, to, to catch people up and trip them up and everything. And it's just, he's just on another level. He is impact really uh, needs to get off their butt and sign him because
2: look, look at what that, that group churned out. What were they called? No consequences. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Bishop. and I mean, look at what they turned out. I mean, it, it, the talent of those two guys alone and and, and you know, the, the the different dichotomy of size and and different movesets that each one of them do. What a, what a testament to A.I.W. school to turn out two guys who are who are in a, in a group together who are completely different. And now basically are just rockets strapped to their backs as far as what they can do. You know, it's it, it's 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 quite amazing. It really is.
0: Any more thoughts on Sid versus Trey?
2: Well, he's definitely not William Regal or Johnny Saint, like he said he did. He, you know, he held his own in there. He was good. Um, I didn't expect Trey to lose that match. And Trey carried a good match, you know, in there. He, he really he kept things moving. He kept things looking smooth. So yeah, I, I a good match, really good, entertaining for where it needed to be on the card.
0: It was Trey Lamar getting the win over Sid Von England in five minutes and nineteen seconds. Butters, what happened next?
3: Uh, we got our 2019
0: J-Lit commercial again. I want I want to get the J-Lit weekend on VHS because <laughs> of the uh, the picture quality that was supposed to be like ECW kind of made me think of that. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun especially if we're going to have a commercial that's ECW-like. Oh, let's put it on VHS now, too.
3: I, I don't know if uh, the, the market's broad enough for that one. I mean, That's that's really a niche of a niche of a niche at that point. I mean, you might buy a copy, or Jesse might buy a copy. I don't, I don't know many people that might buy copies. Might sell a few, though. Never know. I'm sure they probably still have somewhat of a supply at Smart Mark that they could probably finagle something together.
0: Uh, I don't know. VHSs are a little more popular than you, th- you would think.
3: I can see, I understand VHSs are, are, you know, kind of coming back in style, but also you got to figure it's, it's indie wrestling on top of that. So like, that's going to cut that market a little bit more because people, I mean, aren't a hundred percent going to know indie wrestling. So could be interesting though. Like I said, I'm sure smart Mark probably has like tapes that they could still probably do something like that and do a limited run and, uh, you know, put something together like that. That could
0: be really cool. All right, butters, what was next? Uh, we got a Wes Barkley vignette, a message from Wes Barkley. And what, what did Wes say?
2: I mean, that was as close to the NWO interrupting a broadcast <laughs> as you could get with Wes Barkley in there doing his, you know, he, he basically told you, you could do, you could try anything you want, but you're not going to beat him. And, uh, uh, it it felt like it felt like 1998 WCW right there. Where and now a message from them, and he comes off almost between. He comes off as a cross between, I'd say, Scott Hall and X Pac, like just a cross between the two of them as far as body type, mannerisms. uh, uh, You know the the, I mean his his mic skills are superior to both of them. I think at at this point, you know Scott Hall does his hey yo, and X Pac just kind of yells around, but Wes just as far as the look. What I think of him when I look at him, he's an agitator beyond agitator. He's got that ego and confidence, and that part of the show is exactly what was needed at that part of the show. Popping him in there, getting you hyped up. Charlie, I know you like the, the vignettes for the main events. Well, that's how you get hyped for the match that's coming, and, and I, I, it works perfectly every time he's on the screen. Yep. Definitely the MVP of this episode. We didn't get much Duke. We got old Duke at his desk. But uh, definitely, uh, Wes gets the the gets the full marks for MVP for this episode. Got to
3: pop them ratings, man.
2: That's right.
3: Episode six.
0: All right, that got us into our main event of the evening: Chuck Stone versus Wes Barkley. Thoughts on this match, Butters?
3: Uh, this was uh, a really decently uh, a decent length match, and uh, had a lot of good stuff in it. I was really impressed um, by both guys.
2: Chuck Stone Spartan, sporting some new gear. He had the uh, the single tights with the with the belt as opposed to the singlet with the burger on it. I think I like that uh, look and attitude of him. That definitely worked, and, and it was it was definitely a uh, it, it was a good back and forth match. It didn't felt it didn't feel um, one sided. You know, you had Bishop looming large as you know Summers you brought up at the in the preview show originally. You know, coming out with the guy really helps. It's always going to help if you're in a team. I wonder where Artie Mack was. They mentioned he was up in the in the uh, sound booth, up in the perch, most of the match looking down, but not helping his partner. So, um, yeah, it was that was definitely a good main event. It was a very hectic, end of superstars on a Saturday afternoon type of main event match.
3: He was traveling in time. We'll see him soon.
2: We didn't even get Scott Bakula out of him this week. Next
0: week <laughs> we have to do that. <laughs>
2: No head injuries to force him backwards in time this time around.
0: (laughs) All right. It was Wes Barkley getting the win over Chuck Stone in 10 minutes and 12 seconds. How did we uh, end the show, Butters?
3: Uh, We go backstage to Philly and Marino talking, and uh, Philly was very hot, wanted to uh, go right after Rip City. Uh, Marino was trying to talk him out of it. Uh, they end up uh, going down and meeting Rip City backstage uh, as they came back from the match. Uh, they talk some shit back and forth, um, and then we cut over to Derek and Ziggy saying that they should work together and go for the tag titles.
2: And that was, and that's what I, that's what I was saying. How they, how PME is just boiling over. Philly has just had it. He didn't like the fact that West won that match underhandedly. We had a little little shenanigans from Bishop during that match. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I like Wes doesn't, Wes didn't flinch. He didn't break a sweat. He sat there taking off his wrist tape. If you looked at him and, as Philly was just yelling in his face. And it's almost like a confidence that Wes has where he's not, he's got Bishop, so he is not worried about anything. And Philly and Marino are just like, well, look, we're the tag champs. Let's do this. Like it's, it's time. It's enough screwing around. It's enough of you guys messing around and just seeing Derek and Ziggy kind of lurking in the darkness was a, um, was a nice touch to go off the air, you know, almost as like, keep your eye on it. And uh, we'll see this next week. That was definitely a a very made for TV spot that, that looked really good and gave me, you know, gave you really good TV vibes when they went off the air.
0: All right. That's uh, the entire episode. Any final thoughts on the episode as a whole? Start with butters.
3: Uh, it was chaotic. Uh, there was fresh faces Uh, This definitely renewed interest um, in the show going forward. I'm excited to see what else we get out of the next couple weeks. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got. How about
0: you, Jay Gold?
2: No, I liked it. Just different, just hectic, just chaotic, just, uh, um, just kind of madness this week. Uh, Got a chance to meet a few new characters and um, having those, those segments where Duke jumped in and, and bought his time. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was spot on. You took Steve guy out of the equation. Um, for that moment, um, so yeah, I think uh, I think this week's episode was fun and exactly uh, exactly where they needed to be as far as placement of storylines go.
0: Final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go, Jay Gold?
2: Nope. Jay Gold twelve on Twitter.
0: Butters. Charlie underscore
3: Butters on Twitter. IWTV Guide on Twitter. I uh, got a new on a tear coming out probably tomorrow or Saturday, and uh,
0: yeah, that's it. And of course, you can find myself at Jay Summers 330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers at instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or PodbeanrestingCheers.podbean.com. And, and you can find all the links for all the social media and every place you can find the show in our link tree in this episode's show notes. You can also check out our friends on the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, the Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam. Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, SoBros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, GameWorks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mics, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as The Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're a Rip City shooter. Later.